Hello and welcome to the Monday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You. So for this Monday episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to give you a little Jack and Ori story time. And the reason that I am doing this is because I've been on about 100 different podcasts recently. I don't know if you've heard them. I've been all over the bloody place. And every single podcast I go on, they say to me, how did this all start? How did La 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 Let Me Explain take off? What was the beginnings of all of this? And I always tell them about my blogs because that is how this all started. Everything was completely different back then in 2017. I was a social worker. I had no intention of becoming any type of influencer. At the time when I started the blogs, I was actively not dating, but I was coming off the back of a period of very active dating where I had just been through the mill and where I'd reached the point where I'd had all the epiphanies and I'd got to the point where I was like, oh, this is where I've been going wrong and I need to tell all the women. And that's what made me start. I was like, I want to write about all of my dates and all of my lessons and everything that's happened to me because I think other women are going to be able to learn from it. But I didn't do that with any intention of starting anything, of it becoming anything. I was just writing and uh, and it went viral. It took off. People loved it. But I'm going to read you one today. This one is actually probably not one that we can learn a lot of lessons from. Maybe we'll draw some lessons from it. But I'm going to read this one out to you because it was one of the most popular blogs at the time. In fact, probably I think the most popular blog at the time. I will say from the start that this does involve discussions of drug use. And this is a blog from many, many, many years ago. I was, I don't even know how old I was, probably my early 20s. I think I was still a student. And this blog does contain discussions of drug use. Really important to note that drugs are illegal, drugs are really dangerous. And I in by no means endorse them in any way, shape or form. And actually, when you hear this podcast, you're probably going to think taking drugs is a really terrible idea. So hopefully this is not glamorizing them in any way. I really don't think it is. If you if you listen to this, you're like, wow. Yeah, I want to go and have this experience then. I mean, I, I I don't think anything can help you. Definitely not me. Anyway, here we go. I met Jake at Lovebox many, many years ago. Lovebox is a festival, by the way. He was fit. His red trousers were questionable, but I was buzzing and I'd fallen in love with absolutely everything and everyone I came into contact with. And so I thought his red trousers were cool as fuck. I thought he was cool as fuck. My type, pretty face, strong jawline, just fit. He could dance too and he had a bit of swag about him. I was on it. We spent the whole day and night together holding hands, dancing and talking about everything and anything. It was perfect. We met up a couple of days later and went for a picnic. I love having picnics with men. I feel like it's just a nice thing to do for a summer's date. We clicked just as much when we were sober as we did when we were wrecked, and I thought he had major boyfriend potential. The next time we met was at his house. He invited me round to watch a film, and I obliged. This was before Netflix and chill was a thing. It was blockbusters and chill back then. When I got there, he poured me a massive rum and coke and he put some music on. We were chilling, smoking and relaxing until I suddenly felt myself coming up. I hadn't consumed any drugs. My drink was strong, but this wasn't drunkness. I recognised this feeling. I was buzzing on MDMA. 
Back then, in my student days, I was partial to the consumption of recreational drugs at festivals and raves, but I was not partial to being spiked without my consent. I began to rant at him and he tried to tell me that the drinks must have accidentally got mixed up and I must have ended up drinking his. But that is bullshit. Why are you taking MDMA on your own? Why would you not offer it to me so that we could have a buzzing night together? Anyway, a tune came on and I got lost in a happy place and I forgot that I was unhappy about being spiked. Can I just say that 20-year-old Lala is very different to 40-year-old Lala and this would not have happened in any way, shape or form. The second now that I established that anything had been put in my drink, I would be calling the police. I'd be certainly getting the absolute hell out of there. I would not be like, oh, tunes come on, woo that's, you know, you do learn and you do progress, but actually I was stupid. And this has turned into a silly, funny story. Well, it will do at some point. But uh, thank God, because really, if you go to a man's house and he puts drugs in your drink without your consent, then a lot can go wrong. And that is definitely not somebody you should ever be speaking to again, even if it's not like date rape drugs that they're spiking you with. He was obviously spiking me with party drugs, but... Yeah, I, I took it I took it well. I shouldn't have taken it well. I should have kicked off. So yeah, lesson learned. Big progress in, in that area. Anyway, Jake and I had the best night. Dancing, singing, cuddling, deep talking. There was nowhere in the world that I would have rather been than with him that night. As I sat there gurning next to him, I thought that we were really going to go places. I was sure. We eventually retired to his bedroom. It was pitch black and warm. We got naked together and started to explore each other's bodies. Some men suffer from dizzle dick, drug-induced impotence, but not Jake. He was extremely enthusiastic. It was all going well. You know when it just flows? We weren't having sex, just touching intimately, and it felt good. We lay together, our bodies intertwined, and I started to touch his dick. It felt so nice and smooth and hard, and he seemed to be really enjoying what I was doing. You know what? When I was writing this, I never, ever envisaged that I'd be reading this out on a fucking podcast that probably my mum is going to listen to. And now I feel like I'm reading some erotica, like his dick felt so nice and smooth. And I'm just cringing to myself. I'm so sorry, mum, and anyone's mum who's listening. I just never intended for my life to be this way, but here we are. I hope you enjoy it. I was fucked and I was fucking feeling myself and my newfound handjob skills. In my head, I was thinking, right, you're actually smashing this. He was making some interesting noises and I rated myself pretty highly in that moment. All of a sudden, he screamed and I felt wetness on my thigh. I did that quickly, I thought, while giving myself an imaginary pat on the back. I was much more cringe back then. Because, yeah, I can't imagine myself now being like, hmm, pat on the back, you made a guy ejaculate really fast. Like, I don't care. Like, why? I don't even want them to come fast. Like, I hadn't even obviously come at this point. Had he even touched me? I'm talking about me giving him the most sensational wank of all time. And I'm what? Just fucking chilling there. And I, what? what? Definitely wouldn't be patting on myself on the back for making a guy come really quickly in 2023. But... Times were different in the year 2000. Anyway, gave myself a cringing pat on the fucking back. But I was confused because he kept on screaming. He didn't just scream once at the point of climax. He carried on and on. 
He was trying to speak, but he couldn't. I could feel wetness all over my leg, and I started thinking that I should possibly contact the Guinness Book of World Records to let them know about my newfound talent. I got up and turned the light on, and I was traumatised. There was blood everywhere. I was so incredibly embarrassed. Not only had I obviously come on my period, but it was the heaviest period known to man. Should probably let the Guinness Book of World Records know about this too, I thought. His dick was absolutely dripping with blood, but his dick hadn't been inside me, so I was confused. He continued to lay on the bed in a pool of blood, writhing around, gurning and trying to speak. It was then that I realised that the blood wasn't mine. It was his and it was pouring from his dick. I Sorry, even reading this out is like actually taking me right back there and I'm having like a bit of PTSD because this blog was actually called Post Traumatic Fuckboy Disorder which actually I think is a really accurate name because it was like a water pistol that was just like psh, 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 like blood spurting out. Remember, I'm on, on involuntarily on drugs in this moment in time. This was just fucking horrific. I helped him up and took him to the bathroom. Oh, I actually said that here. His dick was like a water pistol with blood literally spurting out everywhere. The blood was draining from his body and he was white as a sheet. I'd cut him with my acrylic nail. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. My wanking had been so over-enthusiastic that I had managed to shove my acrylic nail down his helmet and slice it completely open. All the men listening right now, I can see my producer like wincing, like, ah, looking at my hands and thinking, thank God I'm not single. He took one last look at it and collapsed clean out on the bathroom floor. Now, I might have had some small chance of being able to deal with this situation if I was sober, but at that moment, I was off my fucking tits. I had no idea what his address was, so I couldn't call an ambulance. He lived in a block of flats in Hackney, and that was all I knew. Doesn't really narrow it down. I was trying to rouse him to ask him where the hell we were, but he was just mumbling, still laid out on the floor. I was shitting myself. I decided that the solution here was definitely a banana. I got it into my head that he'd fainted because his blood sugar was low and that the sugar and potassium from a banana would resolve this whole situation. Luckily, he had bananas, so I peeled one and tried to make him eat it. He could barely open his mouth at this point, but I tried to force it in. The poor guy must have been going through actual hell, knocked out, penis massacred, and the faint sounds of me through his unconscious mind repeatedly saying, babe, you really need a fucking banana. Please eat this banana, please. It could save your life. While trying to force a banana into his mouth. He wouldn't eat it, and I was convinced that he was going to die. 
I eventually found a letter with his address on it and I hurriedly dialed 999. Hello, I need an ambulance. My friend has fainted because he has a massive cut on his penis. I have begged him to eat a banana, but he just won't. I thought that the operator was going to praise me for my advanced medical knowledge and tell me that, yes, actually, a banana is the best solution for this kind of emergency. Well done. But clearly, she just thought that I was mental. They told me an ambulance was on its way and I suddenly panicked. The place stank of weed. His drugs were laying around everywhere and this whole scenario now looked really fucking suspicious. He's out cold, bleeding profusely from the penis with mashed banana around his mouth and chin and I'm there, wide-eyed, gurning and covered in his blood. In my mind, I was certain that I was going to end up in jail for this. I thought of how ashamed my nan would be visiting me in Holloway Prison while I served time on a manhood slaughter charge. Sorry, but like, can we just all stop and appreciate manhood slaughter charge? Like, it's pretty good, no? Anyway, I managed to do a good tidy up job before the paramedics arrived. The sound of them coming in must have given Jake a boost of adrenaline because he suddenly awoke and sat bolt upright when he heard their voices. I cannot find the words for the relief that I felt at that moment. I hadn't killed him with my French manicure. Thank you, God. Jake asked me to come to the hospital with him, and so we went off together in an ambulance looking like a pair of absolute crackheads. It was dawn when we got there, and the daylight was beginning to make the whole situation ten times worse. We sat there in complete silence with our sunglasses on, coming down from our high and the traumatic events that had just unfolded. We had to wait for three hours for him to get his stitches. I just wanted to go home and have a bath and an HIV test. I did, three months later. All good. But since I had caused the injury, I thought it would be polite to stay. I tried to crack a few jokes and make light of the situation, but he wasn't appreciating my efforts, which made it awkward as fuck. Needless to say, we did not see each other again after that. Needless to say, you know, like, really, if a man smashed up my clit with his... I was going to say French manicure. That's not going to happen, not in my life anyway, although there are men with French manicures who do finger people and that's absolutely great. But if I'm trying to think if he'd have like scratched up my clit to the point of maybe I wouldn't see him again. I probably wouldn't. No, it's true. So I was just going to do something like, God, what a bastard. Needless to say, like he could have given me another chance. Like it's not that bad that I absolutely destroyed his dick to the point that he needs stitches. But anyway... I did text him the next day with a profuse apology, but he just texts back, no problem. I don't blame him. It was definitely his karma for spiking me, though. Reminiscing about that night in such great detail has actually killed my sex drive completely, and I need to remember to think about that every time I consider getting involved with someone purely for sexual reasons, because that does happen quite a lot when I'm ovulating. I do have these thoughts of like, oh, you know... Maybe I could just hook up with someone and it's all going to be fine and woohoo. But actually, as I say here, getting involved with someone for purely sexual reasons isn't always a good idea because sometimes sex doesn't always end with an orgasm and a smile. Sometimes it ends up with a bloodbath, a banana and a trip to A&E. And nobody wants that, do they? I've gone through it for you so that you all now think a bit more carefully about hooking up with weirdos. And also, just to reiterate, if anyone ever spikes your drink without your consent, please do not go on to give them a hand job. And if you do, smash it up like I did. You know what I mean? Best fucking option. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. A little bit of something different. 
We'll be back next Monday with a totally different topic. But let me know what you think about Jack and Ori story time and whether we should do a few more of these. And you know what? Tell me about your worst dates. I'm going to take this to Instagram and do a little conversation about the worst things that have ever happened to you on dates. So let me know because I'm sure some of you have got some stories. Anyway, I'll be back on Wednesday. Agony Aunt Day with three more dilemmas to tackle and again one of those will be going up on my page for you to all get involved with too and then Friday I'll be back with ick time dating dilemmas red flags all sorts of stuff maybe even a guest who knows I don't even know what week it is anymore anyway la 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 let me explain this has been a Sony music entertainment production and I hope you've enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs>